please, the Grateful Dead. everybody to another edition of Heady Jams. This is two of the A through Z episode, the definitive song for each letter, and this is M through Z. We're going to kick it right off with Morning Dew from July 22nd, 1972. St. Stephen, this is one that you thought was a very good version to play. Morning Dew has to be the letter M, and it's a good version. Yeah, the, they, there's good versions throughout whenever they play it. You know, it, it's such a good tune. But they really they really do it nicely in 72, especially coming off the uh, 72 tour. Um, on, you know, the band sound kind of changed. But yeah, it's it's a really good jammed out morning. Dude, I remember listening to this one a few days ago, and just it hits a certain section in the middle, as most, most versions do. But, you know, this one really takes off. I, I love it from 72. Very, very good one. Okay. I just got a indication from zoom that they're not going to limit this to 40 minutes so we a little extra all right so then we go on to the letter n and the letter n was kind of tricky hank you put new speedway boogie on your list um from uh alfred college day before the harbor college new speedway is all an awesome song lewis and i got to hear the fateful new speedway at uh deer creek on the last tour run and New Speedway is awesome, but I think when you think about The Grateful Dead, you think about an anthem. I think there's only a few songs that really could be qualified as anthems for The Grateful Dead. I think Not Fade Away is one of those. And I used the Not Fade Away from June 20, 1980, from Anchorage, Alaska. Are you familiar with that one, the West High School, the crazy Moog in there? No, I don't think I've heard this one. Oh, it up now. you got to get on that. I will. Really funky, uh, not fadeaways they played uh, in the year 1980. Like you get a lot of that cool Brent, uh, which at the time was some new synthesizer sound. So they, they play them really, really nicely in 1980. New Speedway, New Speedway. That's a tough. That's one of the tougher calls. We had several letters that were tough. This was a it tough was one. Tough. New, new Speedway is an awesome song. I probably like it better than Not Fade Away. And Not Fade Away is a cover. But when you think of, I don't know, Hank. What What are your thoughts? You think New Speedway should have won out? I mean, I love that song. It's so good, and I mean, it's a real Grateful Dead song. It's rhythm and blues, and I mean, I you know, obviously, it's not that I was like thinking that I didn't want covers on there, but I mean, as we talk it out, it's like you know, not fade away is great, but Buddy Holly probably made it just as famous with popular culture as the Grateful Dead did. Yeah. So I mean, while I agree with you, like at the show, everybody's cheering and screaming. It's awesome. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. I mean, I guess definitive, it probably fits the bill better than any song. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they played it more I would often. Rather hear a new Speedway. So, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I would I'm, agree. I'm with you guys on that. I mean, I think I'd rather hear a new Speedway. But I think about when, when St. Stephen and I were at the 50th anniversary shows and everybody's leaving Soldier Field and the crowd's still chanting, not fade away, and they're doing the claps and all that stuff. It's like, you know, that's, like I said, it's an anthem. So I think it, ta- it takes the definitive title but yeah it's probably not the best uh you can compare it to like the bertha and bird song you know right, right, because right. with bird song you're like you know 927 72 is the definitive bird song yeah. i'm like every grateful dead fan knows that but bertha is the definitive b song you know yeah. so it's kind of the same thing i don't have a problem with not fade away at all and i'm definitely excited to listen to this one from 1980 yeah but you know i do love new speedway 
<laughs> and then, then we've got the other one, uh, the letter O. And the other one, of course, is, you know, an unbelievable song. Uh, Dank, you had a nice long version on here from Folsom Field, Colorado, uh, September 3rd, 1972. But I wanted to go with a little bit of a shorter version. I went with the Rainbow Theater in London, um, I think 10 4, 81. Even? Yeah, October 4th. October 4th, 1981. Uh, this one's got a lot of Brent keyboard action. It's uh, fast-paced. It's good stuff. Um, you, had, you had One More Saturday Night for the O, and I don't disagree that One More Saturday Night is, a, is, a, is also a fan favorite, uh, but we had to adjust because we wanted to change the letter T, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, we, we made other one the O song. And I think there is some debate whether or not the other one or One More Saturday Night would be the O song. Yeah, I mean, I think you could... I. You know, I think you could go with either one, to be honest. I mean, One More Saturday Night kind of falls into the not fade away category. You know, if it's Saturday night, you know you're hearing it. You know, it's probably going to be the encore on your way out the door. It's going to pump you up and send you home. And the other one is, I mean, I've never heard anyone say, shit, they're playing the other one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, No doubt about that. Definitely agree. I think the other one just kind of has a big, it's like one of their, there's a handful, maybe a couple handfuls of just big Grateful Dead songs where they really stretched out and jammed and did some of their best playing ever. And I think that's what gives this one the nod. One More Saturday Night's obviously a classic and it's fun. The other one, if you want to hear what made the Grateful Dead the Grateful Dead, almost any version of the other one, especially from the 70s and, you know, that, that is in the 60s, that, that's what made the band the band. I think that's what kind of pushes this song to the top. Yeah. Right, so so we'll, go ahead. I will say definitely check out that Folsom Field version. Oh, what I did. Very high. Good stuff. What was the, what was the date on that? Uh, Folsom Field, September 3rd, 1973. 72, yeah. I thought 72, it was, right? 72, I'm sorry, 72. Yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't. It's pretty sweet. It's nice and long and freaky and scary. And it is, it's good. Very good. All right, so then we go to the letter P. This one spurred a lot of debate for St. Stephen and I. Uh, on Dank's list, he had Peggy O., uh, Peggy O from October 30th, 1977, from Assembly Hall. Dang is a Indiana alum, and we hated not to use his version, but we talked about it becoming the definitive song for that letter. And the letter P, we had to go with Plane in the Band. And the version we used was from May 7th, 1972. This is just before they started making Plane in the Band a 17 to 25 minute song with you know unbelievable jams in there this is still an unbelievable version um but you know from europe 72 but it's just a little bit shorter and i think i think we you know peggio is also up on the list of top favorite songs playing in the band is i think the definitive song grateful dead letter p i think the similar discussion that we use jet we just use with the other one is the same you know with playing in the band it it just it's it's a showcase song they played it was such a part of so many shows for so many years and, and just they really did some of their best live improvisation and, and jamming throughout that song um 72 obviously was when it really took off and it's such a great year this, this is a cool one i'd never heard this one before from europe 72 before they really start stretching out like you said but this you know peggy oh gosh it's such a it's a beautiful jerry song also it showcases what makes jerry jerry so it's a, that was a tough one yeah very tough uh and that peggy oh you may not have heard the last of the Peggy, I'll just say that. So, the letter Q, there is no Grateful Dead song with the letter Q, but one of the songs they played uh, consistently with the letter Q was Queen Jane, approximately, Bob Dylan tune. This one is from May 31st, 1992. 
from the Sam Boyd Silver Bowl in Las Vegas. Dank, you were there. Any thoughts on this particular version of Queen Jane? Kind of shorter than the, the normal Queen Jane, actually. Yeah, a little bit shorter. It was nice and tight. Um, you know, it was really good. They were, uh, I was lucky enough, that was my uh, first three, uh, three show weekend of the Grateful Dead. Drove out there from Memphis, had a great time. And uh, every first set was kind of built the same where they would come out and, you know, kind of ease you into it. Because the, these shows started in the afternoon. So you're out in Vegas, you know, Memorial Day weekend out in the sun, you know, at like three, four o'clock, uh, Steve Miller Band opened all three nights or afternoons. And so like, but the show ended and it was still like only like eight o'clock at night. So they kind of just eased everybody into it to make sure that, you know, you didn't go crazy and pass out because it was definitely well over 100 degrees. Sure. But I like this a lot i mean i would say this i wouldn't even say this is exactly a popular bob dylan song but uh, it's very good it's written well um not only lyrically but the way the dead plays it musically it's one of the bobby songs you know i do enjoy i like a lot of bobby songs but i'm definitely a jerry guy but uh i enjoy this it definitely seems to be a song that you that you knew i don't know i I don't even know the bob dylan version of it. i wouldn't even know it if it weren't for the dead um so it was kind of like you said. That's a that's a good point about it. the dead. Kind of made it their own little tune. You, you don't hear it as much from from Dylan. And I, I saw shows at Sam Boyd in Vegas. Like you said, I saw the '95 run out there. A lot of fun being out there. Definitely a different way to see him. The daytime shows as hot as it was. I saw Dave Matthews open for him in '95. Um, really cool to see the dead out in Vegas. It was definitely a cool party. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so then we go to the letter R now. Hank had Ramble on Rose on his list, which is an awesome song, and it's a lot of fun. But uh, St. Stephen and I were discussing definitive songs of letter R, and it really had to be Ripple. I think you think about songs that non-deadheads, that people who casually like the Grateful Dead, there's a handful of songs that they that they would know. I think Ripple is like a campfire song that you kind of know, even if they don't really know the dead all that well. I think that's kind of what made it the definitive version. And we used one from September 20th, 1970. This one is a first set acoustic. And they were playing a lot of that Bears Choice stuff. And I think you've got David Nelson or David Grisman, depends on the notes you look at, on the mandolin on the first. So it's uh, a will of ripple. Uh, sorry to have – we overruled a couple times. I hate to do that. I think there's – Ramble on Rose is such an awesome tune in its own. There's no doubt. Ripple just, it seemed like if you're talking about the history of the band, the Grateful Dead, that Ripple just seems to be kind of one of their, it's one of Robert Hunter's more famous, I think, lyrics that he ever wrote. And it kind of, they didn't play it as often over the years, there's no doubt, but I think it was a pretty special song to Deadheads when they did play it especially, especially in those 1980, you know, Radio City Music Halls shows that were in the Warfield that's on uh, the Reckoning acoustic album. Um, I don't know. It was it was kind of a tough call. I, I think we went yeah. with Ripple. It's really good on American Beauty. Bank, any, you, do you feel like we got it wrong, or do you make an argument for Ramble and Rose? What do you think? Oh, no, I don't think we got it wrong. Um, you know, when I first sent this list out, it was just like ABCs, and then it morphed into this definitive, yeah. which is better. It's You know, this is group collaboration at its best. I agree. And when, when I got a post-first uh, draft text saying Ripple or Ramble and Rose, I responded immediately with Ripple. So... It was uh, an easy one to uh, pick. I agree. Like, I wish that the band, would, the Grateful Dead, would have played it more. But even now, you know, with Dead and Company and with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers, like, you see how it's kind of become an anthem, if you will. And so yeah. I think immediately puts it on the definitive list, without a doubt. 
Hey, just like the Grateful Dead, this show itself, a lot of improvisation. Exactly. Making it up on the fly. Give anthem. See, this would be more not the casual dead fan, but the real deadhead anthem. Letter S, St. Stephen from June 6, 1976, Boston Music Hall. Believe it's a breakout version of a five year hiatus of No St. Stephen's. And it became the song of the era 76, I guess it's 77. Um, it's, you know, we all know St. Stephen in the 11 and that whole thing going on in the early 70s, it's the early 70s. Then there was a hiatus, and then it became, you know, of course, there's the version from. Uh, now, and it just really became like the Grateful Dead song of that era. It really, it really is, you know, also, I guess you would say, you know, kind of an anthem at that. So the first- for, sh- for sure, one of their most, you know, famous songs. It's probably, you know, Letters or No Letters, one of their more definitive songs. They played it differently. You know, the 60s, they played it, you know, a little bit faster pace they did in the 70s when they kind of slowed it down and jammed it out but it's kind of like reminds me a little of uh kind of like it's kind of like a dark star type song where like bands wanted them to bring it back for years and they you know like if you saw one when they brought it when the revival in the 83 years it was like a big deal and they always wanted to break them out further it's a really cool tune i love how they play it in the in the late 70s the second half of the uh the decade yeah, no doubt about it so then we go to the letter t which originally then had the other one and I think really when you talk about the definitive song of the letter T, it's a song that deadheads, non-deadheads, dead fans, non-dead fans, pretty much everybody knows or has at least heard of, and that would be Truckin'. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you first start listening to the dead, it's like Truckin', Casey Jones, Uncle John's Band, Ripple you can throw in there. And I never really had, it took me a little while to get a full appreciation of Truckin'. I used to think it was just like, that's the song they play on the radio, and like everybody knows it. But when you start listening to versions like from um, Portland '74, and you know some of the versions in the on the in the '90s, and whatever, they just it became it was really more than what I thought it was. And I think we use a version here. Um, can't even remember what, what version did I use? Sixteen, uh, do you remember? I think it was up for debate last I heard. I will say while you're trying to look up the song we're actually playing on your show. <laughs> um, but it's been, it's a lot of letters, man. Well, I, I will say this about trucking. I, I will ask the two of y'all this question. Is there a, is there a more well-known grateful dead lyric and what a long, strange trip it's been to the masses? I would say no, like, just in, in general, overall, what would, what's another famous grateful dead lyric you would say? Nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. I think every deadhead knows that, but I don't think yeah. anyone outside of there knows that. Yeah, I would give you. The, I would. I would agree with you on that for yeah. sure. But trucking, um, it was kind of a. It's one of their more commercial songs, I think. But that's no reason why it's it's not a great one. And again, it's another song that launched into some of their most tremendous. You know, after the jam out portion, after the lyrics, that goes into some of their best. You know, their best instrumental you know, musical showcase song. Yeah, and I'm always led to something good. Look, and here's my two cents on trucking. I'm not a big fan of it. I never really was. I don't dislike it. And the ones that you're talking about that lead to, you know, the real musical exploratory stuff, really like the, I mean, it's like the mid 70s, I think, is when it's, they were really going crazy, maybe even the early 70s. Like those versions I like and I listen to them. I was just never a fan of it. It was one of those that, like, I didn't even really. 
listen to necessarily on bootlegs. Really? Why, why, why is that? Just curious. I think a lot of it had to do with the popularity of it. Yeah. And, and it was just like, like to me, until I had really heard like one of those extended versions, I just thought it was just like, okay, you know, now's a good time to go to the bathroom because a lot of people like this song and, you know, I'm not that into it. It was one of the songs, I will agree with y'all, and I know where, I think I know where y'all are going. It, it's, it's interesting to hear that, but I, I do think it's one of the songs that the real Grateful Dead fans that were at the shows kind of were like, you know, they liked it, but the sort of poser Grateful Dead fans that maybe were there for the party, that would be the one song that they would know trucking. It kind of separated the people who really were there for the, you know, who knew the band well versus kind of the, you know, maybe people who were there for other reasons. I'll agree with all that. And I can't, I can't find where I wrote my notes on that, the version, but I'll make sure I tell you before we get I'll tell you what, do we have to, uh, can we add a version? Can we just decide a version here and, and make it part of the show or does it already? De- it's already been recorded. I just have to, I can't find my notes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, <laughs> Why, what version would you recommend? Um, one of the better versions I would recommend off the top of my head might be uh, English Town, uh, September 77. Great one. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, I think, is it Binghamton in November 77 is another good one? Okay, I'll keep that. That Town one's a great one. That whole show is awesome. Bush Town? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal, 1977. Yeah. All right. That might, that might be, uh, it's definitely in the top three shows of the year. It might be top that, two. I that think. was a breakout. They broke it. They hadn't played trucking, I think, since uh, since the, the, you know, 1974, I think, was, was the last time they had played it before that English Town show. 24 was a good year for trucking. Portland, of course. Uh, that Portland one's... Right. That might change Dank's mind. Listen to that. Dank, you oh, ever no, heard no, Portland no, like, 74? That's like the ones I'm talking about. Like yeah. those, I, I really enjoy that style. That's why I said like mid-70s. But uh, in general, I just, you know, whatever. It's unpopular take, hot take, whatever. Hey, you it's... Know, every, you know, everyone's got them for every... Like, I'll tell you this. I hate China at all. I will not listen to it. I hate that <laughs> And that's never been my favorite. If you like it, that's fine. But don't, I don't. I like used it. to not like it. And I don't love it. I mean, I can tolerate it. If I if I had to separate my tears of Grateful Dead songs, China Dolls like in the lowest quarter of <laughs> you know, it's it's down. The, it's never been like one. Yeah, you it's not a terrible roses song. But. That way for me. What song? It must have been the roses. That one's oh, grown yeah. on me recently. It took a while for it to grow on me. A recently, while. it really has. There are some versions I enjoy. I don't go out of my way to listen. Bless you, kid. I'm the same way. I, I used to just skip. Yeah, I used to just could care less as bathroom song, whatever. Just mm-hmm. fat. We can't wait for it to be ever. It's it's a. I think it's a cool like cool tune. Like I don't know. It's grown on me a lot. A lot of a lot of songs have kind of, you know over the years it all changes. So let's go to the letter U. Of course, it's Uncle John's band. I don't think there's much debate on this. It's from August 6, 1974, uh, Roosevelt Stadium in New Jersey. Good version. Uh, you could go with maybe one of the more acoustic, you know, low-key versions, but I think this is a good version, and uh, it's got some nice, nice jam in there, and it's the one actually. Uncle John, no. the one with Uncle John. Definitely another a no-brainer as far as the pick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. My fault. Sorry, I was just saying another great show from the state of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Very famous movies. show. <laughs> Well, speaking of New Jersey, one of my all-time favorite songs, the letter, the letter B, Viola Lee Blues from March 20th, 1970, Capitol Theater, Port Chester, New York. Oh, my God. I, the Viola Lee Blues is just so much fun. I wish they wouldn't have quit playing that. Uh, they could have really worked that in the later years or whatever. But, it is, you know, it's, it's more of an acid rock song, and it's great. 
Uh, this version's good. And, you know, Capitol Theater gave you a lot of good dead, you know, early dead shows. So, no complaints from me on this one. Absolutely. Great song. I wonder why they stopped playing it. I mean, I'm, I got, my guess is it was just too, you know, acid rock, I guess. You know, there's too much of that. They kind of went away from some of those blues-based jams a little bit after the year 1970. It seems like they didn't play like the bluesy, like hard to handles and the and the viralies. Right. They kind of moved into the more kind of I don't know a different a different style of jamming. Maybe you might say I don't know. All right, so letter V. Then we go to W. And Dank has weather report suite from Freedom Hall, 1974, 618. I was familiar with this, and it's an awesome jam. It's friggin' great. Uh, but again, for time constraints, we didn't really want to do the weather report. Plus, I think as you go along through the, the evolution of the dead, I think it's more people know it as Let It Grow, even though it is a weather report suite beforehand. But with the letter W, then there was some debate, and we went with Warfrat. I think Warfrat probably is more well-known. Uh, I mean, Let It Grow is a well-known song, but Warfrat's like, you know, you got the out of space, second set ballad. And it's, you know, it's money. And we use the version from the Skull and Roses. I think it's Fillmore 71, Fillmore East 71, I believe. Uh, and it's a great version and a rarely bad version. Right? Yeah, I think it, you had to go with Warfrat for the, for the W. And it's, you know, like, again, it's, it's just a Jerry Garcia showcase song. Um, played it. It probably is in their top 10 most frequently played songs, I would guess, because they played it such a long time and never was really out of the, you know, it seemed like every four or five shows you get a wharf rat, but always a, always a good one. Cool story song, good lyrics, um, you know, kind of like, you know, down and out type stuff, similar to loser and a couple other tunes, but, and such a, such a great one here. Yeah, no doubt. But now we go to the letter X and that's going to be the wild card slot. We have a wild card slot available and they had golden road on there. Nothing wrong with golden road. It's great on the album, this live version, but, we wanted to replace that with one of the songs that we already made, and that was going to be the Peggyo from Assembly Hall. Uh, just for you, Mr. Indiana, in honor of the movie Breaking Away and your tenure, <laughs> your tenure in Indiana, we'll go with Peggyo from, was that, 10? 10, 10.30.77? thank you. Uh, we're going to go with that version of Peggyo for the wild card, and we've already discussed Peggyo. So. Hey, Dank, I have a question for you. Yes. You went to Indiana. Yes. This show is Indiana. What yeah. was the, and, and I have not, I know of the show. I don't know it well. I've heard parts of it. What was this show? Was it special in Bloomington as because the dead played it there? Was it among deadheads at the university of Indiana? Was the, the show carry any extra? I guess, was it a favorite? If, if, if you get what I'm, you get what I'm getting at. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it lived in folklore for sure. It, uh, because you know, those of us that weren't there back then, obviously, uh, had no idea how Bobby Knight thought it would be all right to let the Grateful Dead play inside Assembly Hall. Especially yeah. here after we went undefeated and won the national championship. Yeah, so, that's right. Like, that's the whole, that's kind of what the lore is. The show overall is is good. It's a very good show. This Peggy O is, I mean, I think it's the highlight. And I mean, for a Peggy O to be a highlight of the show that, you know, people will be like, oh, maybe it wasn't that great. But it was just like, it was almost like you could tell that they knew where they were and they didn't want to, like, this might be one few times that they didn't want to cause any trouble. Um, also, at, at Assembly Hall, like, the seating, it's really terrible. The, the upper bowl, like, the seats, the angle on them, if you're at the top, 
you like feel like you're going to fall over. And then in the lower bowl, at least for a game, obviously not for a concert, if you're in the lower bowl, if you're in like the last 15 rows, the top overhangs and you can't see the scoreboard like hanging from the middle of the court. Huh. So, wow, like, I've never been there. Really, it's an interesting place. Like, unless I was on the floor, I wouldn't want to see any show there. And then there were rumors that uh, a few months after the show that they found uh, little marijuana plants growing out of the floorboards. Which, <laughs> I don't know, but that's that's what everybody liked to say. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the shows that it's not wasn't widely in circulation, and I don't think I would have had it when I did if I didn't go to Indiana. Right. It seems to be like I've heard this show spoken of before. Like it seems to be a. I mean, all you know, seventy-seven. Like it's hard to get wrong, but it seems like this one I've heard about. I don't know it as well, but Peggyo yeah. is a. That's a tune. I don't know if Peggyo is an underrated song. I don't know if you could call it that, but it is when when it's on and Jerry's doing it right. Like it is. It's that's why you look. That's why that's what makes Jerry Garcia just a special special performer. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, for me personally, I can tell you that like. A lot of those slower songs, I just didn't like when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what you mean? What, you know, and like, that's like, I didn't want to listen to a Peggy O or Must Have Been the Roses. Like, right. give me a fucking Shakedown Street and I helped Slip Frank. Like, Correct. Right. So as I get older, then I realize like, oh, I could have appreciated this more, you know, in the time. But at least now I can sit back and say, this is a really good song. Like, you know, there are some real shitty versions of it out there. Because like you said, if Jerry wasn't on, it was terrible. Right. But. But when he was on, it was great. And this is one of the best. I'd, I'd put this up there in the discussion of, you know, for that song, best versions, for sure. That's Good. cool. All right, so then the letter Y, there wasn't much uh, news from here. Thank you, Ed, you ain't woman enough from March 22nd, 1973. Uh, we vetoed that one and went with You Win Again, which is a Hank Williams mm-hmm. cover. And I think neither one are really definitive Grateful Dead songs. I agree. But, but we went with <laughs> You Win Again. Sure. Over, over you ain't woman the letter uh the letter y does exist in the uh alphabet thus we had to make a pick um <laughs> yeah, right. i just went for not a donna jean cover of a country <laughs> and western tune but actually <laughs> it's not a bad i love donna and, and i love donna she's I, I like i like you ain't woman enough but i don't know i'll pick a jerry okay. song tune if it's available it's funny because that's why i did pick it <laughs> to get old donna jean a little love oh you know i don't like it <laughs> All right, so then for the letter Z, Dank, Dank mentioned Unbroken Chain from April 2nd, 1995 at the Pyramid in Memphis, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, uh, wild card slot number one went to Peggy O, wild card slot number two. Dank Steven wanted to, you know, under the letter T, we decided that Truckin' really was the definitive song, but the other letter T song is Terrapin. And from December 31st, 1987, you got Terrapin Station. Uh, Lou, this is one you, you said that you said you kind of discovered it recently. Are you talking about 123187 Terrapin? No, this is one of the first uh, one of the first Grateful Dead live songs I ever heard. And it probably turned me on the band uh, very early in my listening. I, I mean, this, you know, it was one of the first Grateful Dead shows I'd ever heard played on the radio. They played this Terrapin and it was unlike any other music I'd ever heard. And I was hooked. Pretty pretty quickly after after hearing this this version, I think it's an awesome tune. Terrapin Station be hard to do a show like this and leave a song like Terrapin out because I think it's one of their more definitive songs the, the band did. But uh, this one has been a long time favorite of mine. Um, I don't know that it's up there in the all time great 
Terrapins, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to look and see what people think about it. But I, I love it. I think it's played perfectly and great one for great, great, great favorite song of mine. I got no beef with that. So uh, there you go. I mean, it's wild card number two is Terrapin Station, and there you have it, M through Z, kind of. Uh, guys, thank you very much for joining me. I'll recap this in a minute after I let you guys go. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your Monday. Monday, I know there's a lot of basketball and football on. We gotta all gotta get to watching. Uh, so thank you guys both very much. Dank. Who that? Be cool in Colorado. <laughs> Saint Stephen, the Saints fan. There you go. That's that's Saint Stephen. And uh, I wish you guys well. And we will talk to you soon on Heady Jam's A Grateful Podcast. Thanks a lot, everybody.
there's no need for you to be worried about all those people. You never see those people. Thank you. 
She lays on me the slope. The rainbows fire around and around and tremble and explode. He left the smoking crater of my mind. I like to blown away. With the heat come round and bother me for smiling on a cloudy day.
Jesus. I came across an empty stage. The temple then exploded. Took a bus stop in this place. The bus combined. I got no mention of again. It was time for you. After we all the bus to you never ever land. of intonation don't seem to smile. There are still a few really fine human beings and good Christians roaming the face of the earth these days. And uh, one of them is here with us now to help us do this next song. A young lady by the name of Donna. And uh, she's going to help us out with this next one. get in tune.
if you go. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 oh,
Everyone say 
will not forsake you if you will not take the chance. Thank you. 
Thank you. 